Day 188. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Isaiah chapter 48. So what we've been in for the past few days is God promising hope to his people And in the hope, God has shown uh, that he's the only one qualified for the job of Lord of their lives. He started off, and as they put him on trial, God showed that uh, he met all the qualifications. And then yesterday, we spent time, and God showed, hey, the idols don't meet any of the qualifications. Uh, So now, at the end of it, here's what God says. Isaiah chapter 48 starts off, and God is just saying, yo, Israel, y'all got what you deserved. Israel rejected God and God saying the judgment that you faced um, is rightly deserved. Y'all are going to have to sit in it. God saying, uh, I predicted it would take place before it happened so that you would know that the reason why it took place was because you rejected me and not just because of coincidence. They failed. Uh, to put their trust in God, and they've earned more of his wrath. But then God stops there and he says, listen, but I'm going to do a new thing, right? The prophets of old, right? People tend to think of prophets uh, in the Bible as people that uh, foretold the future, right? So uh, people who would just tell the future and predict, right, all these strange things. But that wasn't the case as much as it was people who foretold the future. So what the prophets would do would say, y'all listen, I know what God is like and I know what you're like, right? I know that God is holy and I know that we're sinful and God sees all of it. And let me tell y'all, this doesn't mix, right? So you don't need a fortune teller to tell you that if you keep on in this way, uh, God's going to judge you and send you into exile. And so 48 starts off with Isaiah basically saying, look, the pattern's been laid out. This is what God does. So at the end of the day, y'all have rightly earned what I said that y'all were going to earn. But here's the good news. But then God comes through, and in Isaiah 48, 9, God says, wait, 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 wait. But judgment is not the final word. Israel, I want you to know that I'm going to do a new thing, something that the prophets didn't know really much about, and I'm going to be the one to announce it right now when you ask yourself, yo, what are these new things? And one of the new things that we see in Isaiah 48 is that God has promised to delay his wrath, right? Um, And I want you all to know that's good news, right? That's not like Uh, when you got in trouble at home and your mom sent you up to your room and she said, I ain't going to spank you, but wait until your dad gets home, right? So when God said he's going to delay his wrath, this is not uh, him saying, I'm going to let y'all go, but wait until the Holy Spirit gets home and he's really going to get you. That's not what God's trying to do here. God's saying, no, no, look, look, look. I'm going to do this new thing and I'm going to delay my wrath so that it doesn't fall on you And the rest of this section is such good news. I mean, the whole book is good, but today and tomorrow, we're just going to get this portrait and this snapshot really of the forthcoming of the Messiah or of 
Jesus, right? So Isaiah 49, God says, all right, look, in this new thing, salvation is coming, but it's going to be better uh, than the words of judgment that I predicted, right? So God saying the word of salvation is better in this. God is not just going to restore Israel. He's not just going to give a reimbursement for what they lost. Isaiah 49 is all about, look, God's not going to depend on Israel to do right and save Israel. God's going to replace them with another servant to stand on their behalf. And this servant is not only going to bring Israel back to the land, but this servant is going to be a light to the nations and bring the nations back to this land. And so here we see this uh, concept of this universal scope of salvation, which is huge, right? It helps us understand God never had uh, a favorite nation. Israel was not his favorite child. Israel was meant to be the firstborn child that would, in essence, uh, be a city on a hill that would uh, attract and draw the nations in so that they would love and worship God. And Israel took their first position and they interpreted as, well, we're his favorite kids and God's really not going to punish us if we wild out a bit. And that's not the, the case at all. So this servant is going to come and correct their worldview, not just by lecturing, not just by a message, but by a model. This servant is going to be a light to the nations and bring them back and show them that the salvation that is coming is better than what they expected. But chapter 50 helps us see, all right, this salvation that's going to come, it's not just better than they expect, but it's different than they expect. And here we're starting to get a clue of what the servant is going to be like. If chapter 49 is God saying, yo, here's the good news. I'm going to replace your performance and I'm going to treat y'all based on the performance of another servant who's going to be the representative of y'all. Chapter 50 is like, oh, how, right? How is this servant going to do it? And do you remember the wrath that God said that he was going to uh, delay in 48? Well, in chapter 50, this servant that has done nothing wrong is going to receive the wrath of mankind. He's going to be the one to bring salvation, but he's going to experience wrath and rejection, and people are going to turn their back on him. People are going to rip. Uh, uh, it says here, I offered them my cheek, and they ripped out my beard, right? I gave them my back, and they beat it. This servant is going to experience the wrath of God through the very humans that he came to save. But here's the good news. He's going to outlast them all, right? He's going to be there and they're all going to be gone. And chapter 51 just ends off with reminding these folks, look, y'all, salvation is coming and it should lead you to act differently than what you experience right now. Chapter 51 is just this call to worship. And that's what hope does, right? It rearranges your circumstances uh, or it rearranges your countenance, how you look, how you feel, how you act before it changes 
your circumstances. So God's saying, look, oppression is going to be done away with. The things that made you mourn are going to be done away with. How? Well, this servant is a light to the nations. And the beautiful thing is that one of the ways that he's going to attempt to rid the world of hostility is taking enemies and making them friends and bringing them under the same family. And those that accept his invitation will experience this peace. Uh, However, there are going to be those that don't um, accept this invitation. And he's very, very clear at the end of 51. Listen, one day oppression, hostility will cease. It's not going to come about just by our effort, but it is going to come about by the work of this suffering servant who will perform on our behalf, who will be a light to the nations. That person is Jesus, and the same salvation that was promised long ago has been provided for you today. So the application for today is much like yesterday. Spend your day smiling as you reflect on the good things that God has done in not counting your sins against you, uh, but in laying them on somebody that could take it and outlast it. And he's provided for you joy and peace to change your countenance before you change, before he changes your circumstances. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to take this word to heart. It's in Jesus' name we pray.